Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Dad's Podcast. I'm here with my bestie, Dr. David Wardy. How are you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic, buddy. We're getting lots of love. I have patients coming in and they're enjoying the podcast. Oh, I love so, hearing that. Yeah, man. It's always good when they hear that, that uh, especially the topics lately, they've, they've really enjoyed all the stuff about family and kids. And, mm. and so um, we're going to shift gears today. But yeah, man, we're getting some love down yeah, here in love UP. It. Well, you know, it's funny. It's like, I mean, these conversations are, are for the people who are listening, but they're also, we're getting so much out of the people that we're interviewing. <laughs> so oh, it's a blast, right? Like we yeah. get to learn so much and then it's neat because I know people are getting just as much out of it as we do, man. So, yeah. And, and you did some amazing work on my wife, Dr. Sonia last night. Oh, you guys, yes. if, you're, if you're listening in here, so David does, uh, he's, he's a magician. He's doing some distance healing on Sonia. And you started listing off like all the stuff that she was dealing with. And it was amazing. Like I was listening to the Voxer message, which is like a walkie talkie app. And I was hearing all the things that you were explaining. I'm like, yeah, that's been Sonia for like the last month. Uh, the stuff that she's been processing emotionally, physically and whatnot. So uh, hats off to you, buddy. Thank you, man. It was, it was nice to hear that she was feeling better today. And yeah. it's, you know, that's, it's, I have to be a little selfish in that. Like I love doing that and helping, but right now I'm kind of experimenting with the long distance thing and it's amazing what I've been able to do. I've been helping so many people just from stepping into something that by others I've been told you can't do it and mm -hmm. that's not the case, man. So it's, it's really neat to, to really be in that, that, that mindset and belief now that I can do it and it's, it, it works, man. I'm batting a thousand. So, so thank you guys for letting me work. Yeah, it's amazing. Our... And so for those of you who are listening, <laughs> some of you are non-local, you know, so Dr. David does something that, that it's actually a part of the topic we're talking today is that sort of understanding that uh, we're we're much bigger than we give ourselves credit for which we're going to dive into a little bit more but understanding that there's this non-locality to you know this is a quantum physics discussion of course but we can be um adjusted and we can change our frequency and vibration and and like a dysfunctional process uh you know through distance through intention through um understanding that there that we extend beyond this physical body so we can get into some of that as we go into this but if for those of you who are listening and and um you know whether it's physical pain emotional spiritual whatever the the challenge is uh dr david has a way of assessing and helping put people back together essentially so pretty pretty amazing tool just uh sharing the light man and I wanted to share something because this, you know, our previous podcast talking to Alex, you know, birthing at home. And she, we talked about that whole mindset piece of like, she didn't let other people tell her that she couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And then she was able to do it. And so I just wanted to mention, because one of the patients I did the long distance work on, one of the first few, she said, uh, after I worked on her and she felt a lot better, she goes, I want you to remember what I'm telling you right now. She's like, remember this. 
I didn't know I couldn't, so I did it. And, you know, there's so many people that they're told by others they can't, and -hmm. they give up. And this just goes to show you, man, if I had listened to some other doctors that had been giving me some guidance and saying, oh, you can't do that long distance, Mm -hmm. and I never tried it, then I wouldn't be where I'm at now with helping, being able to help people like that. So it's cool, man. And like, that's just for anybody listening. Like all, all that matters is that you believe that Mm -hmm. you can do it. That's it. And I've learned that more and more the older I get, man. It's It's perfect perfect launching pad, right? Yeah. We're we're talking about creating a mental six pack. And so we, we, Dr. David and I wrote down, six things that we feel are extremely important uh, to developing strength of mind, emotions, spirit, uh, your vibration, your light, your frequency, what have you. And so we're going to, we're going to go through these six principles and uh, let's start with belief. Cause I know you're, you're on a train of thought with this belief. So belief being number one. And, and it is number one. I mean, we didn't write these down in any specific order, but it literally, I believe, is number one. And, and everything we're going to talk about kind of runs off of that because your beliefs create your reality. They create your thoughts, your actions, and the reality of what you see in your world right now and in present time. So how many of us, to create this mental you know, six-pack, emotional six-pack as we're trying to grow through life and evolve, how many of us, like you and me have spoke to so many times, go back and question some of our beliefs that we have? Because what many of us need to understand is a lot of this stuff that we have in our hard drive that we're built with is from our childhood. Literally, it was from your first like nine years of life. Many of the belief systems that you still have today and the way you behave and the thoughts that you have and the feelings and the actions that you take are all based off these deep-rooted belief systems. And some of them are serving you in a very positive way. And then others are having a negative impact because either you misinterpreted things as a child and you have incorrect belief systems that need to change. Um, and, or maybe we've had past traumas and things like that that we need to reframe uh, and, and understand and see them from a different light. But this is an essential piece, right? I mean, this is, a lot of people are afraid of this piece. They feel like it's opening Pandora's box, but that's where all the magic is, man. Like I was just talking to uh, my CA today about this, of how important it was to go in and start dipping into some of these things and start questioning why you feel that way and why you believe that. Because like you and me know, man, most of these things, we either adopted it from our parents telling us that's the way it was, or culture or it was an indoctrine through religion and many of us never made our own decision about how we felt about that specific belief or what that may be and i can speak from experience five years ago i started dipping into this stuff really hard man hardcore just go in reading creating awareness and then honestly going into the guts of who i was and questioning these things and it's changed my life man in mm-hmm. such a beautiful way. I mean, I, it's been a five-year journey and it's going to be constant now moving forward, but it's completely changed my life. And I want everybody to hear this because when it comes to your overall well-being of your overall health, this is where you have to, this is where you really got to like zoom in that lens and start to do the, the heavy lifting. You know, All the other things me and Nick talk about for our health, I mean, all those play into this piece, but this is like, this is the root. This is, this is where the magic happens. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you're putting so much emphasis on it because it, that's, that's the truth. I mean, Bruce Lipton, you know, his, his whole work is on the biology of belief and understanding that cell cultures will differentiate themselves based on the, the culture medium. And so if we're in a belief system that we're unworthy, we're not good enough, what have you, that's exactly what the, the chemistry of our body will, will relay to every single cell in our system. And so we'll be in a state of survival and dysfunction and whatnot. And so it, it, this is from a theoretical or like mindset or, you know, non-physical plane into the physical. And that's how our cells you know, essentially communicate to one another is through this belief system, this belief system of health or belief system of dysfunction and, and recognition of these belief patterns and systems, I think is, is crucial. So there's so much we could dive into with each one, but I think just, you know, what's something that people could do to start bringing awareness into a belief system and recognizing that everything essentially becomes a part of their belief system. Well, one of the things I, I spoke to today with someone, as I said, an easy place to start with this is when you notice that you have an ongoing stressor in your life that's very repetitive. You need to kind of have that quiet time with yourself and start to really dip in to actually observing those thoughts and feelings that you're having to the point where you start to think, well, why do I feel that way about that? And where did that come from? And if you honestly start thinking about these things long enough, you will start to find these connections with where that all started. And like we're talking, many of this is deep rooting in your like childhood of how you've created beliefs. And some of these beliefs we do to protect ourselves, maybe our ego or whatever. There's a lot of different reasons you're going to figure out why you have these belief systems. But you're going to be surprised when you learn where you got it from and that you probably never really made a decision on your own and you just adopted it. So when here's the thing I told the person today. Once you recognize what that is and you're conscious of it, you observe it, right? It's a thought. You, you, you get conscious of what that belief is. Once you make the choice to change it, it immediately changes your reality. Immediately. Because you're adopting a different belief about the same thing you've had your whole life. And it's like it's kind of like a lens that just changes and then your reality completely shifts. And it'll never go back. It's permanent. And so once you get a taste of it, it's kind of like riding a bike. Once you learn how to ride the bike, it's, it's hard to get, on, get it going at first. But once you do, then you just start banging them out. Yeah. But you got to go slow. The slow and steady horse wins the race. This isn't a sprint when you do this type of work, everyone. It's a practice. But that's, that's the easiest place to start. Start in one of the things in your life that you notice is, is very repetitive, uh, something holding you back or um, something that's constantly causing some, some turmoil in your life. And, and, yeah, man, that's the best advice I can give to just perfect. start out. <clears throat> it's perfect. Uh, I think that's... And I think one of our other, you know, mental six-pack strategies, uh, number two, could be uh, part of the tool that helps you uncover this this belief system, and that's uh, understanding the difference between thinking and feeling. And so, I'm gonna take that one away. Yeah. So, one one of the my most favorite books on this topic is uh, "Letting Go" by Dr. David Hawkins, and he and I'll give you a little backdrop. Most of us operate in our thinking brain. You know, we have an opinion on, on something. That person's being mean to me or that, 
you know, I'm thinking about, you know, what I'm going to be doing later today. And we don't realize that we spend so much of our time in our thoughts. And then so much so that we believe, you know, there's that first one, we believe we are our thoughts. And, and the whole process of this, uh, this book that it walks you through, this letting go, is that you can let go our, your belief systems not by trying to, you know, quiet the mind, meditate, and, and clear your thoughts and try to erase them. But no, understand that thoughts are like bubbles, and they're coming from this source of heat. You know, you can imagine like a boiling water. The source of heat is actually the feeling. The feeling that sits underneath that percolates the thoughts is the thing to anchor into and, and try to find your way into that feeling. So when thoughts are coming, you know, let's say you're in, in the process of understanding a belief system, what have you, you, you ask yourself, what is the feeling associated with this thought? And you get it. Okay, well, I'm feeling sad. Okay, well, what's underneath that feeling? There's a reason for the sadness. Oh, maybe you, you know, remember a story about, you know, being a kid or teenager and then that sadness actually came from a place of rejection. And then, and then okay, what's, where's this feeling of rejection coming from? Actually, maybe that's coming from a sense of anger because there is a lack of attention or what have you. And so essentially, you start to get finer and finer or more refinement, I should say, in that feeling that, that you, you made a story around. And so instead of like sitting on the, the bubbly surface, you get down to the source of where that feeling comes from and you can start to retrace uh, where that, you know, the underlying pain and that emotion is. And so much of our physical health, our emotional health is, is, a, is a result of these chronic states of feeling that, that we, most of us haven't spent any time looking at or feeling, you know, not even thinking about. So it's a, I mean, I recommend people read the book if they want to dive deeper, but that's, that's, a, that's sort of like a like quick little synopsis of understanding feeling versus thinking. Buddy, you painted that beautifully, you know? And when you really think about it, everyone, when, when you have all too many things bubbling, that's when life gets kind of crazy. Why? Because you're not feeling and actually, like Nick says, going through your emotions and feeling them and moving through them and past and then past them, you know, you're just throwing them to the side and they're just thoughts, 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 thoughts. So like I was saying, that was, that was good, man. That was the perfect way to, to get to the beliefs. So yeah, reverse That's engineer it. Yeah, number two. So did we do resiliency observer? Not yet. So let's talk about that one. Cool. So I think along these lines, when you start to experience your state of feeling, your, your next place to come to is recognizing that everything that shows up in your life is happening for your ultimate awakening, for your, for your realization. Everything that's coming to you that, that can challenge you essentially can become a lesson. So we can either choose to react and get upset and dismantled by it and, like we said, like live on the surface where all those bubbles are percolating, or we can choose to become an observer. We can recognize I'm. Or you can recognize the feeling that's arriving real time. You can you can observe the actual process happening inside you. You can feel the the stress response, the adrenal surge, the heat, the anxiousness, the sweaty palms, whatever it is. You can feel things in the moment. And then when you're when you've taken that pause, you've observed that you're not happy. You're not feeling good inside your body bang, you've just realized something about yourself. You're in the middle of an acute feeling. 
And so you have an, you have an opportunity to pause at this point. And that's where resiliency is. You know, you build your resiliency because you sit in the discomfort of that feeling. Just like we, you know, we do that. We kind of bypass even our good feelings. I, I catch myself sometimes like, wow, like it's just so great to spend time with the family. And, and I, I, I catch myself actually sometimes pushing aside good feelings too, because we're so used to not being present with what's too going on. Too damn busy doing, man. Too busy doing. I'm, I'm with you, brother. I could totally agree with you, man. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because we'll let all this negative stuff just wind us up sometimes, right? But then do we ever say like, oh, man, I'm like on this crazy high from just feeling the good everyone's giving me. <laughs> like, well, imagine just living on the good end all the time and never just even accepting the negative stuff, right? Like, yeah. And it's crazy, but this is just conscious awareness, right? That's it. This is the power of the present moment. Yeah. And like what Nick's speaking to is huge because it goes beyond just your thoughts and your awareness of like, it's your awareness of your physiology. Yeah. Of like your body and how it's reacting, body temperature and, you know, your nervous system. I mean, you can feel your nervous system when it gives you a jolt, right? Totally. For better or for worse, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you and me know this. Some of our patients have really good awareness with their bodies. And then others, like, they have no clue what's going on. But this is a practice, everybody. It takes a lot of practice to start becoming more conscious of what your body is doing and how it feels. And that takes, that just means, like, taking some time to listen, like Nick is saying, and observing. So on, on this, on this practice, what, what I encourage myself to do, and, and the best way to do this is in relationship, either with kids or with your partner. Dave and I were just kind of joking with each other. We were on a, a call yesterday with our partners and they would ask like, when was the last time you had a nothing fight? And I'm like, Oh, we just had one like not too long ago. And th- I'm laughing because we can all observe ourselves in the middle of confrontation. We can go, you know what? I'm, I'm behaving really funny here. Like I'm, I'm not serving my partner. I'm not serving myself in this moment. And that's the, the moment of awareness. That's so beautiful. And so instead of reacting to like, I'm a bad person. Like, why am I doing this again or whatever? We can just pause and like pause and bow. Like that's why I like to say when, when we're forced or faced with a challenge, our resiliency can be as simple as like, Okay, I get it. I'm I'm in the middle of a challenge right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna bow to this as a as a lesson for opportunity. And I want to like on that note, that's just sort of like bookend that. Um, but on that note, let's talk about resiliency in in terms of building it. We can just list off a few things, and I'll start. Cold showers, great way to get yourself uncomfortable, to experience resiliency. Breath work, like just breath suspension or breath of fire doing something that that stresses you essentially what are some other ones singing in the shower man or just singing in the car like turn the tunes up play your favorite jam and just like literally bolt out and start jamming out like everyone's done this but that's great for vagal nerve stuff man it's huge i mean don't play like heavy metal like rager <laughs> oh you could good <laughs> but hey if that if that does it for you right jam. Um, god what else man a chiropractic adjustment is amazing for things like this mm-hmm. um exercise right yes running cardio yeah so cardio is, is is a wonderful thing 30 minutes of cardio three times a week yeah 
you know, you just get a level there, whether it's a gentle, easy breeze walk or a light jog. It doesn't have to be crazy running. Just get out and move consistently for 30 minutes. Awesome. Okay. Number four. Uh, so we talked a little bit about a practice. Okay. Um, so going into having a connection to something bigger, Mm -hmm. you know, this one, there's so many different ways. I mean, it's all going to come back to a very simple concept of we have to understand that there is something bigger than us that exists and that we are part of something bigger. So many, many people will find this through religion. Uh, if it's not religion, we have spirituality or maybe you just have a connection to the universe and, you know, the powers that be of why we're here and we exist on, on this level. But when you understand where you lie in that, it's a very powerful piece of broadening your gaze so that you can be in that observer mode. Honestly, man. Yeah. Cause I think when, I think when we're so tunnel visioned with not having that connection to something bigger, we really can't see our reality and, and our, and our world for what it really is, man. And that's I mean, that's just my personal experience off the connection to bigger, mm-hmm. but this plays its, itself out, right? So many different ways with people. Yeah. It's, it's such an important one because I think, you know, everything we've listed off so far, you know, it kind of ties back to this. Like we have our five sensory human suit, essentially, our see, touch, sound, smell, taste. It's maybe your sixth sense of intuition, although I think that's more uh, the multi-sensory. But that's our, like that, that's our experience of being in this body. And ego, like, is a part of being identified with self and recognizing that there's separation between me and you in El Paso, Texas. Like that's, that's a level of awareness. Another level of awareness is this multi-sensory awareness where there is greater connection. There's this, you know, uh, connection to something bigger and a multi-sensory perspective where we can realize that physically on this plane and this level of existence, we're, we're at a distance, but just, this is where that long distance healing comes in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of another level of operation where, you know, in quantum physics world, once you uh, bring attention to something, that matter changes. And so, you know, molecules are constantly in vibration and frequency and whatnot at this level of the quantum world or this greater, this greater multi-sensory aspect or connection to what your, what your word for God is or that, that ultimate energy. But this is basically where all things are possible. All connection is already there. All, all possibility is already is already possible and that's where this world of long distance healing and um you know the consciousness uh collective consciousness expansion and um you know this is the space of of essentially healing at, at a much bigger level and where we're able to hold a much larger perspective so when we're in the middle of trauma we have our five sensory version of how we see things then we can also have this elevated perspective and realize that everything's happening as exactly as it's supposed to. Well, you know, and, and just to speak more to the, the picture painting, brother, um, when we don't have that connection uh, to this source outside of us, we're more matter than light, right? We're more 
um, what do they say? You want to be more particle, right? Then mm-hmm. uh, Joe Dispenza talks wave. about it. Yeah, yeah, but what the 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 whole purpose I'm I'm trying to get to is if you're existing in this place of thinking you're just this bodysuit, like Nick is saying, and we're just like these animals on Earth, and we're not connected to anything, you're literally missing like probably ninety percent of the picture of what you really are and what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. and what you're connected to yeah Beautiful. and I, I mean yeah man and like again this is something of just my own conscious evolution in the past maybe like five six years of what i've started to understand about the world we live in and what we are but that journey's been amazing man and like like we're saying it's helped it, it's helped strengthen my connection mm-hmm. right in my life but also it helps me as a healer in what I do because I'm able to connect just on that other level with people now. And I wasn't able to do that because of my beliefs before and that yeah. consciousness that I had. So that one's huge, man. Connection's making, huge. Making the impossible possible. That's how you yeah. started off this talk, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. So of course, I mean, we're going to talk about all, all the, the doctor dad essentials we tell you guys about all the time. So we got, you know, things like fasting or having a practice of fasting to the way we're eating in our diet and our lifestyle. We're eating real food. Of course, um, we're not eating artificial, uh, garbage. Um, what else do you want to add to that brother? I just like detoxification. Oh, uh, detox. Huge. Yeah. So yeah, you know, we haven't really hit that in a while. So let's just, let's just, you know, Guys, you got to detox, especially right now during all this BS. People yeah. are like, there's, we're in more chemical of a more of a chemical dump, I think, than we've been in the history of mankind now, even more so because of the disinfectants and the stuff being sprayed and the chemicals that people are using to clean because they're afraid of germs now and this whole COVID thing. But even outside of that, like we live in a toxic environment and your nervous system is very, very sensitive to this stuff and it affects how you feel, how you think and how you control all this stuff. So you got to empty the bucket pretty regularly throughout your life. And if you're already becoming symptomatic and you're having symptoms of toxicity and then, then you need to do something about it. You need to take action and don't wait uh, and just start addressing that aspect of your health. Because there's a lot of magic, man. A lot of magic, you know? Totally. I mean, that yeah, that detox piece is huge for sure. I mean, that's where all our cellular communication happens. That's where like the macrocosm meets the microcosm. So getting cellular function upgrade through getting rid of the the crap that gets stored within our cell membranes and inside our cells. I mean, it's it's huge. That's where your hormones can turn back on. So that's massive. Obviously, Sleep. Sleep exercise i mean it's less something on sleep exercise um moving your i mean stretching uh that's another big one supplementation testing to according to uh, supplementing according to tests to find out like where am i actually depleted where am i deficient uh optimization longevity strategies biohacking i mean there's there's so many different directions and i'd say like for any of those topics you go back to some of the other episodes that we've done to look at um some of those pieces and just start uh, adding one at a time totally. like don't you don't need to do them all like just get in the habit of adding one habit and then once that's a habit add another one in about three or four months like yeah. you're not going to get here overnight everybody i mean 
it's a progression over the years, but imagine where you'll be in, you know, the next 10 years if you keep just evolving with these things. Totally. That's the journey. Uh, we, we actually, that was number five. We, we forgot one, which was okay. the concept of the, the one room schoolhouse. From, oh, uh, from that's Gerson. right. Okay. So, so I'll let you take that one. Yeah. So there's, I mean, like I said, the, the lifestyle practices and, and getting consistent with, with lifestyle changes and getting to the root cause of illness. That's number five. That's like, that's priority. That's really honoring this physical being that's doing. So the one room school is sort of like the, the last sort of uh, idea that's I think important. And that's imagine this is from Grusing, one of our teachers. Um, imagine everybody in this planet this helps to even make us make sense of uh, everything that we've been, I've been under over the last couple of months with the, this crisis. Everyone on the planet, we're all like on this one-room schoolhouse, meaning there's people in different grades all in one classroom. People are advanced. Some people have, have yet to, to you know, get through reading class or you know, their, their addition and subtraction. We're all in different, it's not, but it's not hierarchical. It's not about these people being better than those people. It's just that we're all in the same room together and we're all working on our stuff together. So recognizing we can have grace, we can have uh, respect for one another despite being at different grade levels. We're all in this planet together. And it's an important realization because in order for our growth, we need connection. We need, we need to be able to face our dramas and our traumas. And we do that through the relationships that we have. So we have an opportunity to belittle others. We have an opportunity to, you know, condemn or insult or make fun of or be racially uh, oppositional to one person or the next. Or we can recognize that we're all in this together. We're all in some version of this together. We're all, we all have different opportunities. Yes, we're not all, as some people said, we're not all in the same boat, but we're all in the same storm. Well, this is like the one room schoolhouse philosophy of truly respecting that other person. And sometimes we can't respect other people because we're stuck in our ego. We're stuck in personality version of us. But through the principles we've just talked about allows us to get to this place where we recognize the other person is us. The behaviors that people are going through or if, whether we're getting triggered by them, if we are, there's something within that we have yet to heal. And so if we choose to move on this planet through a conscious evolutionary journey, which, which I feel is a big reason why we're all here, we can choose these as lessons, choose these as opportunities to not negate, to not deflect or reflect or get angry or shame or you know, abuse or what have you. We're here to learn and grow but that's happening through connection. And so if we can see ourselves within that, we can start to go, oh, this is part of my own healing that needs to happen. And so that's sort of the concept of the one-room schoolhouse. Beautiful message, man. And I, like you are saying earlier, when you're in that observer uh, space and you're feeling those feelings, like Nick is saying, you start recognizing, like Nick is saying, the stuff that's in you that's making you upset or sad or angry versus the person that you're actually watching in front of you. But it takes a lot of courage and vulnerability to exist there. So that would, that would be, I would say that's the home play, man. Yeah. Is like step into that courage, step into that vulnerability to start to dig into some of these things. Cause that's honestly where it starts is you got to be brave enough to start looking back a little bit 
and digging into the the feelings and and observing and and then life starts to change but in a beautiful way there it is that's the mental that's the six-pack for the the mental emotional spiritual body right there this was amazing man yeah I learned a bunch. I needed, I needed, uh, <laughs> literally it's kind of like a little cliff notes version of, of stuff we've all learned, but it's good to hear it again, man. Yeah, it totally is. So that, there's your homework, everyone. Uh, we wanted to just have a quick little blast today just to get out some information that we feel is important, especially as we're all moving to opening into society again. I mean, this is where we really need to exercise our capacity for love and this is where this is where it can happen. We can start to see our life as a part of an experiment and we can choose to engage um, at the level that we're comfortable with, but also be curious. We can be curious to be more courageous. And, uh, and that starts with allowing that vulnerability to come in. So we can all do better. And Dr. David and I are constantly do, choosing that for ourselves, choosing to do better. And, and because you're listening to this, obviously, uh, that's the same program for you. So we're honored that you listen, you tune in, you share, and the feedback has been amazing. And we're, we're going to keep on, keep on rolling along. This is awesome, man. Love you, brother. Love you too. We'll see you on the Very next good. one. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.